All right, welcome to welcome Sports to and Sports Jesus and Jesus. Rosehead. Uh, all right, let's no, we're taking that out. We're not doing that. Start over. Start over. Welcome to Sports and Jesus podcast. Episode, I'm just gonna stop saying that because I really don't know what number we're on. I don't, I don't know. Episode six, we're on the sixth episode. Yeah, I thought it was 15. Yep, mm-hmm. we are brought to you today by Audible Trial again, and probably will be for a while. AudibleTrial.com slash Fortune Jesus. Go sign up for a free book and a 30 day free trial. It's awesome. I know my, my wife signed up for it, and uh, she downloaded a book on Ted Bundy, and uh, she really likes serial killers, so she's been listening to that this week. She really enjoys that. Is that funny, Garrett? You think that's funny? <laughs> Your wife enjoys listening to serial killers. I'd be nervous. I would personally be nervous. Ted Bundy. Yep. Um. So... <laughs> In my household, we would affirm that the Audible trial is awesome. You should go listen to it. Go download it. It's Sport- a free book. Free. You don't have to pay anything is what free means. Um, that is audibletrial.com slash Jesus. I want to give a little warning to you. We are recording this episode. It is currently 440 on... Sunday afternoon, which means that Duke and Kansas are playing right this moment, and we are watching the game in studio. I'm wearing my Duke shirt. I'm a Duke fan, so if you hear me get really excited randomly, that's what happened. And every time that Duke hits a three, so if you hear me go, splash, that means Duke just hit a three. How'd it go one more time? Splash. What about just a simple two-pointer? I'm not going to say anything for that. They'll get a lot of those. But if it's a crazy dunk, if like Marvin Bagley dunks it on somebody's face, I'm going to be like, boom. So so if you hear those things, that's what's going on. So March Madness. Uh, I think if you listen to our last episode, you will realize – okay, well, if you didn't listen to our last episode, just let me tell you how it went. We picked the March Madness bracket perfectly. I think we had Loyola in our final four. We had Michigan in our final four. You know, we knew Virginia was going to get beat. We had it. It was perfect. Wouldn't you say, Joy? Yeah, we're looking at coming into a lot of money pretty soon. Because we're perfect brackets. Perfect brackets. Just kidding. So, yeah. we. We realized, <laughs> we, realized <laughs> we realized that we are awful at predicting our brackets. And uh, hey, Garrett, how's your how's your bracket look? Does it look good? I'm not last, which so is all I'm that matters. Great. Yeah, <laughs> all that matters is that you're not last. Yeah, so I think we talked about how tough the the bracket would be with <laughs> Arizona and Virginia and Kentucky and Tennessee and all those teams got beat in the second round. Kentucky <laughs> made it to the Sweet 16, but they got beat by Kansas State in Sweet 16. I mean, I think that ended up being the opposite of 
a difficult bracket because it had all those teams in it. it that's the bracket that Loyola came out of. What about Loyola? I mean, what? <laughs> Sister Jean, man. That's what happened. Well, yeah. I, I didn't read that in their scouting report when I was uh, picking teams, or I definitely would have picked You Loyola. looked at a scouting report? No. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to point out, um, so, you know, you watch the shows on them picking brackets. You know, the, the experts are picking brackets, and nobody had this. Nobody picked this. And you realize quickly that, I I know I'm just as good at predicting as the experts, but they get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be just as wrong as I am. Like what what's up with that? I mean and and you know, we don't really hold them accountable for being wrong. Like at Sports Jesus, the person that was the most wrong will be held accountable for it. That's right. Stats. He is currently in last place. Yeah. So we're doing this thing with our bracket challenge. Everybody that's involved in sports and Jesus, we're doing a thing where the person that comes in last that is the least right has to go to Waffle House for eight hours. They get 30 minutes taken off for every waffle that they eat. And right now, according to our standings, that would be stats. Now, I know stats has Villanova winning, and Villanova's still in it. And he has Duke winning this game, and it's currently tied right now with three minutes, 30 seconds left in the first half. So I don't think it's for sure going to be stats because stats has a chance to be 50% accurate in the Final Four and maybe get the the winner right. Yeah, he's in current last. One of our listeners, Brandon Madison, is right before him. Shout out to B-Mad. And Josh Lambert, who was on our last episode, is in fourth, but he has no possible points remaining. With <laughs> Brandon 20 points behind him, and Stats is 70 points behind him. So, I'm in second, Garrett is in third, and you're in fourth. Yep. And Kyle Penley. Remember last episode we did a shout out to Kyle Penley? He's in first by a lot. A lot. A lot. He has destroyed us. Speaking of brackets, uh, I know he's probably going to be listening to this. Eli, what happened, man? You're talking about your bracket and how much you don't want to go to Waffle House, and you don't even fill out a bracket in our challenge. We should make Eli automatically go to Waffle House. I'm down with that. He found the perfect way to avoid going to Waffle House. (laughs) I think he should be the one... This responsible. Is yeah. Hi guys. I think he should be responsible for eating the waffles for whoever has to go to Waffle House. Like he has to be forced to eat waffles. Eli. Just because he backed out and didn't fill out a bracket because he got scurred. I think he should have to at least go to Waffle House for like four hours. At least get he should take half of the punishment. Yeah, when you when you nod your head in agreement, uh, people that are listening can't can't see that, guys. Or <laughs> see, y'all have got the wheels turning now. Or if the person who does lose 
chooses to eat, say, 16 waffles. Garrett's changing the rules. Eli has to pay the bill. Ooh, Eli has to pay the waffle bill. I like that. I like that. I like, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. We'll make Eli pay the waffle bill. Um, So, this March Madness has been... Good idea, Garrett. Woo! Woo! Good idea, man. Um, <laughs> You're peeking so loud when you scream by the mic. <laughs> It's like peaking in the red. Yep, that's how we that's that's how we roll. Um, so this is how we do it. <laughs> March Madness has been. I, I think this might be the craziest March Madness. Would uh, you say it's been madness? Ooh, Garrett. Again, when you shake your head, nobody can see. Two dollars. What am it, I supposed to do? Like, just say the word disappointment. Like yes. disappointed yes, in that pun. That's what you need to do from now on. Disappointing pun, Joy. <laughs> Disappointment, head shake. <laughs> Just audibly say what yeah, I'm doing. What you're doing, yeah. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Although you can hear claps. <laughs> um. So anyway, um. So of course, uh, looks like I might possibly be right about Duke, and y'all told me that no, it's Michigan State's coming out of it. Just for the record, Garrett also picked Duke. I think Joy did. I too. also picked Duke, <laughs> but I just had to pick against you because you're a Dukey. Ah, uh, good pun, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. What happened to Virginia? I had Virginia in my final four. And the fir- if you don't keep up with the basketball, so a 16 seed, which is supposed to be the worst in that part of the bracket, beat a one seed who's supposed to be the best. And not just a one seed, but the number one overall one seed, Virginia. Got beat in the first round. History in the making. First time that's ever happened. By University of Maryland, Baltimore County. How? I just want to go ahead and say you said history in the making. This is happened to the past. That's history made. History made in the made. <laughs> in the made. <laughs> I'll just be honest. I didn't watch the game, so I have no idea how it happened. But I did get the notification from ESPN, so... I mean, I was just sure. It's, I had Virginia in my Final Four. They were also in my Final Four. I was just sure, man. They they looked so good in the ACC tournament. That defense, I mean, they're talking like this might be one of the toughest defenses in the history of college basketball. And it just, dud. Dud. I mean, Never wh- happened before. I'd, I was shocked. I mean, I was doing other stuff, didn't watch the game, like I said. But, I mean, how often do you watch a one seed play a 16 seed anyway? Like, you're just, that's, one seed's going to win. It's always happened. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even think that was a possibility, Virginia getting beat. Um, So, yeah, it's been crazy. I I do want to say this. I did pick that Marshall upset. Very proud of that. That's probably my only proud moment in the NCAA tournament so far. 
other than, of course, the fact that Duke is still in it. So, although it looks like they've got a tight game with Kansas right now because we're watching it while we do this episode. Splash. That was said during a Napa commercial. <laughs> ah, the, yeah, Garrett, come on, man. <laughs> so, I think we all, and this is funny, there's one upset that we all picked except for Kyle, who, you know, isn't stupid like us. There's one upset in that first round that we all picked and we were wrong. Do you, you all know what that is? Oklahoma beating Rhode Island. Oklahoma's a 10 seed. Rhode Island was a 7 seed. And we all picked Oklahoma to win. Why did we all pick Oklahoma to win? Trey Young. Trey That's Young. That's exactly why. Because one player. Have y'all seen how his, his draft stock has gone down greatly in the past? <laughs> that was. It took you that long to come up with that word? Like, I am struggling mentally. Down. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so, yeah, his draft stock has gone down. He's now, you know, outside, I think, of the top 10 in the newest uh, draft, mock draft. Um, so, who, if, if, you, if you have the number one pick, which hopefully, hopefully will be the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, hashtag Grind City. That's what I'm hoping for. You just started pulling. I lived in Memphis, and now you just started, and you're already hashtag Grind City. Hashtag Grind City. Love Memphis. Always been a Memphis fan these last few months. Um, went, <laughs> we went to another game last week, going to another game next week. Hashtag Grind City. So, hopefully Memphis will have the number one overall pick. If you are picking for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, out of all these these options, who would you pick? What, what y'all got? Of course, I'm picking Marvin Bagley, the third. He's the best. To argue, some, somebody please, please try to argue with me that Marvin Bagley isn't and shouldn't be the number one overall pick. Please, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded. I really like this. You're wrong. <laughs> European player. Okay. Luca, tell, tell me why. Well, he's he's already played professional. He's already played professionally. He's won a championship professionally. I think he's more prepared than Marvin Bagley. <laughs> do you okay. Do you Duke think he, this professional championship that this guy won is more difficult than Marvin Bagley playing Kansas right now at this moment? And up by one point. 100%. Really? Really. You're just saying that just to argue with me. No, there's no... No, Marvin Bagley is a, should be the number one overall pick. He, first of all, Marvin Bagley might be from... Just this is what I think. It might be a little biased, but I think he's the best prospect probably in the last five or six years. I mean, this guy has got it all. He can handle the ball. He's 6'11". He's crazy athletic. He can shoot. He's got awesome hair. He's, I mean, he's got a motor second to none. I mean, that guy has dominated every game he's played in so far. Anthony Davis. He's Okay, that's who he reminds me of, actually. That's who I would say is the best comparison to Marvin Bagley is Anthony Davis. I mean, 
freaks athlete. I think Anthony Davis is at this period in time in their career. <clears throat> Anthony Davis is a good bit better defender than Bagley is right now. But I think Bagley is a lot more polished offensive player right now than Anthony Davis was his freshman year at Kentucky. Hmm. I thought you were saying no, right now. No, and no, I was like, no. Really? So I th- I think I think Bagley will grow into that defense. Splash. And I think that – I mean, because he's got it. He's got all the tools for the defense. He – but he's playing in that zone that they play at Duke, and um, it's. I think he'll he'll just it'll take him a while to learn how to defend. But I think he's he's gonna learn. I mean, he the guy's awesome. I mean, he's just like I said, he has. I mean, there's been a lot of good freshmen that have come through Duke. That's been really good NBA players. Uh, Jabari Parker. Kyrie, completely different position, but um, Jason Tatum, uh, you know, Justice Winslow, Jaleel Okafor, who's kind of busted. But, I mean, none none of them have looked as good as Bagley's looked. I mean, he's an ACC Player of the Year as a freshman. The guy's averaging almost like 20 rebounds a game, 20 points a game, 20 re- – I mean, he's a he's amazing. And would- he's, he's on a team – okay, sorry – Teammates are. He's on a team with another lottery pick, possibly, in Wendell Carter, two other first round draft picks, probably, in Trayvon Duvall and um I can't think of his name right now. I'm staring at him. Uh just keep going. Gary Trent Jr. and a former All American in Grayson Allen, and he's playing in the hardest conference in college basketball. And he every game he's played, he's been by far the best player on the court. As a freshman, not only as a freshman, but the dude is supposed to be a senior in high school this year. He reclassified and came out of high school a year earlier than he should have. All right, I'm listening. I'm listening. What you got? This guy plays in Europe, and he's already won a championship. He's 19 years old. Like the fact that you said he plays in Europe, like yeah, well, gives a like, like that's a, a positive thing. Yeah, like, that's definitely. How many? Okay, who do you think are the best European players to have played in the NBA? Manu is one of my. I mean, he's just awesome. I think Manu Ginobili is great. I mean, there haven't even been. There's been just a handful of superstars from Europe, and there it seems like there's a lottery pick from Europe every year. And you've got you've got Manu, you've got Dirk. Who was the Porzingis? Who was the center, the big guy yeah, for I the mean, Kings? No, for the Kings that uh, Vladi Divac, Chris Webber. I remember no, <laughs> Vladi Divac. I, I would call Vlade. him a superstar. No, though. but I mean, I just thought he was a, I thought he was a solid player. We're talking about superstars that deserve top overall pick. Dirk, Manu. I would say Dirk's probably the best. Porzingis. Yeah, Dirk's. That's it. But Porzingis has some serious who you, potential. Who do you got though? besides those three? Luka Doncic. Doncic? Doncic? Who? This guy. He's the next <laughs> one. He's the next one. K- K- Kobe Dunkic? was born in Italy. Does that count? I think Shaq lived overseas for a while because his, his dad, dad was, was military. military. Yeah, and none of those go. count. There's okay. two more, Shaq yep. and Kobe. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So, Marvin Bagley, I I don't even know who's. I think you got a really good draft though this year because you got Aiton's got potential. Um, you've got Trey Young, you've got Wendell Carter, Bama. you've got yeah Mo Mo Bama, and then you've got Michael Porter Jr. And I'll tell you, and it's not just because I'm an Alabama fan. The oh, guy geez. just has. To me, when I watch him play, he just has superstar written all over him is Sexton. I mean, the dude. I thought you were going to call him sexy. Can't say that on this podcast. So I just said it. <laughs> anyway, but I think, um, I think though, in agreement with you, this year's draft is deep. It's, it's loaded. It is loaded. I, I would agree with that. I would, I'd rather have Colin Sexton. I'd rather have Colin Sexton over Trey Young. I, I would. Think, I would too. I think yeah, it, yeah. as a guard, I think Sexton's probably would be probably my pick. Yeah, I think when they played each other, Sexton kind of shut Trey Young down a little bit. Yep. Yeah. He's a better defender by far. But I think Trey Young's game is. I mean, he's he's trying to be Steph Curry, but he's not. Yeah. It's good, because, yeah. but he might love his family. He might love the Lord, oh, for all I know, <laughs> unlike Steph Curry. <laughs> I think I think there's a big difference. I think Steph Curry – I don't think Steph Curry is a, a great defender, but I think he he's good enough defensively. Trey Young cannot defend. That was his problem against Rhode Island. That, that guy cannot defend. I think also their shot – I think Trey Young kind of comes from his chest – shooting the ball more and his release isn't near as quick as Steph Curry. That's what makes one of the things that makes Steph Curry so deadly is you just give him a couple inches and that ball's gone because his his release is so quick. Um when yeah. pressed you pay much that attention to the shot. Yep. I I'm a co host of a sports podcast. I'm supposed to pay attention to these things. Be informed. Um, I th- I think Michael Porter might be the wild card just because you don't really, you don't really know what you have because he only played two games this year. Did Sexton announce that he was coming back? Because I don't think he's announced that he's le- declaring for the draft yet. Nah, he's going to. The but draft. see, there's if been a lot of there's been a lot of rumors he's that not he may coming be coming back. back. He's not coming back. When you're a lottery pick, you don't come back. Um, so who who needs to guard more? Because every draft I've looked at, it's been eight and nine have been Sexton and Trey Young. One's New York, the other's Cleveland. Who do you think needs one more? Between who? New York, they, New York and Cleveland. New York. I think New York needs a little, little bit of everything. Sports I don't see anything Jesus. about him declaring or not. While we all look but, at um, our phones. What? Oh, hey, we've got we've got some exciting news for everybody. We can now put polls up on Facebook too. So, um, yeah, I think I, we just had no idea what we were doing, and then we had a listener show me, "Hey, you can do this." Because last time I looked, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So what we're going to start doing, and I know we're like twenty something minutes into this episode, well, what we're going to start doing on most episodes is updating we're gonna be updating twitter garrett that's a fine for your phone going off that's um, a five dollar fine that's a five dollar fine how you does owe us it $5. go off with a do not disturb on? 
Uh, yeah, your phone doesn't work good. So we're going to start updating our polls as we record just to kind of let people know the ridiculousness that we get into. So poll, Sexton or Young? Just going to put that up right now. Yep, putting it putting it up right now. Who's who's the best guard in the draft, uh, Sexton or Young? Oh, we're not asking this, though. No, we're not. We've already answered that question. Garrett, yes. where were you? Sexton. <laughs> You've already answered that. Yeah. You're the one that brought the question up. I Garrett. think Sexton, the difference. <laughs> Garrett, we've already answered the question. Sexton's like you, not you've already answered one-dimensional. It. <laughs> Trey Young I feel like is we could probably do a little better on social media. Yeah, probably. Go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you live in Japan, send us an email, sportsandjesus at gmail.com. So, NFL free agency has happened the last couple weeks. Been a lot of new signings, a lot of semi-big-time signings. So, guys, who who do you think put themselves in? Okay. Who do you think made their team better the most? better or with with a signing do you think it do you think it was the vikings with kirk cousins um what like, do you guys what, think? like what san francisco did yeah what did san francisco do added richard sherman mm-hmm. an old richard sherman i still think is just as good i think he's still maybe not just as good just as good just <laughs> maybe better <laughs> Aging like a fine wine. Like LeBron. <laughs> I don't think your game can grow as much as... Well, I don't know how LeBron's game has grown. Anyway, what do you think, Garrett? I think Richard Sherman was the biggest signing of free agency. Ah, y'all are crazy. Now, if Sue signs with the Rams, I would go Los oh, Angeles. Oh, my goodness. If Sue signs with the Rams and they've got... Sue in the interior, and what's the other guy's name that's so good? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Darnold. Yeah. Darnold. Donald. Darnold. One of the, yeah. If they got him, if they got those two guys, it like you can't double. You can't double team both of those. Like I would love that middle linebacker. You watch if they get both those guys. That middle linebacker for the Rams is going to be all pro. Because ain't nobody ever going to touch him with those two guys eating up everything. Sue is an absolutely, I mean, he's just ridiculous. How do you say his first name? Indomican. Okay. That's pretty solid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Good. Garrett, Garrett brought his A game today. Except for his phone ringing in the middle of the Yeah, episode. okay, yeah. Garrett brought his B game today. B minus game today. B minus. So far. <laughs> um Yeah. Well, so y'all don't think the Vikings by signing uh Kirk I mean how good Kirk, is Kirk Cousins Kirk, really? Do you think he's better than um what's the guy they Bradford. Have Sam Bradford? No. Case Keenum. Case Keenum, yeah. You think Kirk is better than Case? Yeah, I would say so. What about the Browns signing Tyrod? Is this hey? Is this the best quarterback the Browns have had in fifteen Johnny years? Menzel, their last quarterback who won a game. <laughs> <laughs> they might win four games this year. 
Hey, the Browns have picked up a few. I mean, the Browns are doing so. They're trying. They're putting forth some effort here. They need to keep trying. Are they trying to avoid drafting a quarterback in one of their first-round picks? I think they got to draft a quarterback. I think they're they're trying to avoid having to play that quarterback in the first game of his first season. I think is what they're doing. It's just I mean, it's unbelievable the streak of quarterbacks they've drafted. They have tanked. They've been but every one of them garbage. I mean, <laughs> going all the way back to what, who was it? Eric Crouch mm-hmm. was the first one. And it's like, dude, that guy was so good. At like Kentucky. when you like, see did... that picture. It has all the jerseys of all the quarterbacks they've drafted. And it's like you see some of these names, Manziel, uh, Crouch, who's some of the other ones they've drafted. Brandon Whedon. And, I mean, they've none of them been worth anything. What was the guy they drafted last year that wasn't worth anything from Notre Dame? Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. I mean, it's – is it – do you think it's more the actual quarterbacks they're drafting or the system or just the team atmosphere? or I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's, I think it's coaching. I think it's, I think it's the fact that the, usually when they draft somebody, they have to play right away. They don't have anything really, anybody around them to help them. They fire coaches year after year. There's no stability Ability. on any level of the organization. Um, Somebody needs to go get Brett Favre and just put it all on him. Yeah, he's the picture of stability. Yes. <laughs> You're so serious right now. I am. I was being sarcastic. Favre. Uh, you're dumb about Favre. That's the answer. That's, yeah, that's the answer. Favre, one Super Bowl Favre. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of a quarterback they picked up, real quick, do y'all think Johnny Manziel ever gets another shot in the NFL? He will before Colin Kaepernick. Which is crazy. He's, Colin Kaepernick's such a better quarterback. Than, oh, okay. Sorry. That's, that's a discussion for another. No, I, so. I think... I think he definitely is. But better, do you, okay. I think I think he's a better quarterback. Do I think Manziel will get a shot? Probably. Do I think he deserves a shot? No. <laughs> I just don't. I don't look. You can't go from Texas A and M throwing ducks up in the air as high as you can and having a monstrous wide receiver come and catch them, and then go in the NFL against the best defenders in the world and do that same thing and be successful. Do you think Manziel doesn't get another shot because of the off-the-field issues or just because he's not a good enough quarterback? I don't think he's a good enough quarterback. I think he can clean up his off-field issues, and I hope he does. I hope he has. But I think he had no chance coming out of college, whether he had been a good, you know, whether he had good attitude or whatever, because the system he was in, I mean, he just threw crap up and people caught it. It had nothing to do with his actual ability other than he could scramble and make plays. He, with he had some ability. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. But enough yeah. to be drafted in the nah, – I mean, You can't play – the game he played in college, you can't play in the NFL. Like, those guys will take your soul if you run around like that. Man. All right. Speaking of soul, it's uh, time to move to the Jesus part. <laughs> time to save your soul. Yeah. <laughs> Drop that beat, Garrett. 
Everything about God to me is mind blowing. I'm on that theology to keep my mind going. Shade tree theologian, I ain't wearing suits. Sporting tattoos while I'm cruising through the institutes. John Calvin, that's moving. You might even catch me reading Wayne Grudem. Sound doctrine, that's what it's gotta be. Like that white cleft dictionary of theology. But nothing trumps the word, call it the Holy Bible. It is central and necessary for our survival. Does not have a rival, moving is not. Idol. If you preach it, then you liable to have revival And that's what we need in our local churches It's either dry as a bone or something like a circus But it has been purchased so we can commandeer it Lord Jesus, revive us with your Holy Spirit So, uh, what just happened in that little break there was Garrett realized that he hates Johnny Manziel and loves Brett Favre, and he hates Johnny Manziel because of the way he plays football, even though Johnny Manziel plays football like Brett Favre. And I wish y'all could have seen the realization on Garrett's face when when we don't have <laughs> we time for that this out. right now. <laughs> so, uh, so our our Jesus part here today. Um, we're going to talk about this is our last episode before Easter, so we're go- going to get into talking about um, the resurrection and the, the significance of the resurrection. But b- before we do that, if you're if you follow us on Facebook, something funny, Joy, did I say something bad? But before we. <laughs> Before we do that, um, we have so if you go on Facebook or our Instagram, and we'll we'll tweet it out too. There's a link to in the spirit of March Madness Sports and Jesus podcast. We have created a 64 team bracket of the best worship songs of all time. We talked about worship last episode. So here's some best worship songs of all time. Vote on what you think is the best, all the way down to the final four, to the champion, the winner of best worship song of all time. Check that out on our Facebook page, Instagram, or Twitter. If you don't vote, God's not dead. I question whether you even listen to worship music. God's not dead. It's the greatest gospel worship song of all time. And that's a joke from Garrett. What I want to know is, this is just, so right now, we've had a few people vote on this, probably about 20 or so. Guys, our fir- your first matchup in this bracket, you have Amazing Grace first Ray Bolt's Thank You for Giving to the Lord. Which was, so the one seed, Amazing Grace, versus the 16 seed, the last seed of this whole bracket by Ray Bolt's, who we're not going to discuss his personal choices but, guys, you this, is, this, this is about to shock you right here. <laughs> We've had two people have voted to say that thank you for giving to the Lord is a better worship song than Amazing Grace. The silence says <laughs> it all. I really hope that was, I really hope that's a joke. I'd say it's possible because... You've listened to us a couple of times. You know that we don't take anything too seriously, except Jesus. So maybe those are just listeners. I take my amazing grace real seriously, all right? 
say that with a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had this is another uh, a a joke that I, I I put a few joke songs in here just because I thought it'd make people laugh. Not thinking that six people would actually say "God's Not Dead" by the Newsboys sure is a better laugh. song than Solid Rock. What's the first line of Solid Rock? My hope was built on nothing, nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That right there. If you just said that, that's better than God's Not Dead by Newsboys. And sure recorded it to banging cymbals. Yeah. Just that. Just cymbals. Just My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. You just say that. That's a better song. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some other songs. Like, um, I think when I picked it, my my champion was in Christ alone. And we've had two people that have said, Oh, come to the altar by elevation. Another joke song I put in there is better than in Christ alone. Doctrine. My winner was before the throne. Doctrine. Uh Garrett had uh Days of Elijah winning in his. So. Who'd you have win? Or working on a building. That was mine. Working on a building. I don't think that's. Y'all never heard working on. Oh no, and the joke missed. Good job, Garrett. (laughs) So Garrett, what's the resurrection? (laughs) What is the resurrection? Hold on, he's got to Google it. (laughs) All right, Garrett's flipping his his Bible pages. The resurrection would be after Jesus had died on the cross. Um paying for our sins, the resurrection would be three days later after Jesus had been buried where Jesus rose again. That would be the resurrection. Yes. So when we say the resurrection, like Garrett said, we are talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave three days after dying on the cross for our sins. That is, yes, that's that's what we're talking about today, the resurrection of of Jesus Christ. I want to talk about is or why is believing in the resurrection, why is it vital to our the gospel, to us being Christians? Like can you say Jesus died for our sins, but the whole raising from the dead thing, I don't know about that. Can you say that and still be a Christian? Garrett, people can't see I would you say no. I would say no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, didn't Jesus foretell that it was going to happen? So if you say it didn't happen, you're calling Jesus a liar. Yeah, it goes a lot deeper than that, which which we'll we'll discuss. It's a tie ball game, Duke and Kansas, 36, 19 minutes left. That was really loud, Garrett. So, um, r- resurrection. We'll talk about the significance of the resurrection, why it's vital, why it's important, why you have to believe in it in order to be a Christian. Um, so, what did the resurrection accomplish? The Jesus's joy, if you want to get that verse ready, that Romans verse, Jesus's resurrection means that his sacrificial death on the cross was sufficient, and therefore our sins can be forgiven. And Joy's going to read Romans 4, verse 25. Romans 4, 25 says, Who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification? Read that one more time. I got distracted by your paper falling. Romans 4.25 says, Who was delivered up for our trespasses 
and raised for our justification. Delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Jesus being raised from the dead shows that we were justified, that we can be justified, that we are justified in front of God. Were you going to say something? You really look like you had something really important. I was was reading, I was reading some of uh, John Calvin from his Institutes of Christian Religion. And he said, Calvin said everything would be incomplete. That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Just stop there. I think Joy's having a problem reading his own handwriting. (laughs) Is what's going on right now. That's exactly what's going on. Everything would be the cross, death, and burial. It says, we have complete salvation through death because we are reconciled to God. But it is his resurrection, not his death, that we are born again to a living hope. Amen. I had to to write everything because we're using my iPad to watch the game. (laughs) Yep, that's what's going on. So Jesus, as Garrett said, Jesus died on the cross for our sin. And the resurrection showed that that death was sufficient enough that he was perfect, that he did live the perfect life, and that his his death did pay the price for our sins and was a worthy enough sacrifice to pay that penalty. Uh, I think we talked about in our first episode about the gospel. We talked about propaganda spoken word. And what is it he says in there? It says, I think he says, at Jesus wrote the check with his death and then at the resurrection, it showed that the check cleared. Like that was the affirmation that this worked. We can be forgiven. We can be confident in the fact that we are forgiven of our sins and can, and can stand, be seen as righteousness in front of a holy God because Jesus rose from the dead. And we're talking about this because we want you, we don't want Easter that's going to be coming up next Sunday. We don't want it to just be a Sunday that, oh, I haven't been to church in a while, so I'm going to show up. I'm going to, you know, dress up a little nicer than I normally do. Um, me and my whole family, we're going to match so we can take pictures and we're going to grandma's house to eat for lunch. And it's just, no. We want to remind you what Easter is about and why we celebrate it. Like, this is a big deal. I mean, the, the resurrection is vital to what we believe, to us being Christians, to the gospel. Jesus' resurrection means that death is defeated once and for all. We can have hope that we will be resurrected one day, that we will be with Jesus, that death will not hold us down because it did not hold Jesus down. He has conquered it. Death has defeated every man in the history of the world except one. And because that one defeated it, now we all find victory in it. And I know I say that, and you want to say, well, what about Lazarus? Wasn't he raised from the dead? Yeah, he was raised from the dead. Jesus raised him from the dead. Lazarus died again. Lazarus eventually died again and is dead. Jesus didn't. Jesus was raised and raised to life 
and is still alive and God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside. He's roaring like a lion. Maybe that song is better than Amazing Grace. Maybe it is. <laughs> For everyone who's listening and watching, which is no one, Garrett shook his head. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Joy, you'll read First Corinthians fifteen, uh, twenty through twenty-two. Yep. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has also come the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. That's awesome. Um, just to explain that verse, so Adam in his life brought everyone death. And Jesus in his life brings everyone that believes in him and put their face in him, brings them life. And we have life as Christians we have life because of of his death and because of the resurrection. And, and just a few verses ahead, Paul also confirms what we said at the beginning, that without the resurrection, our faith is useless. In 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Hmm. So basically what he's saying there that if if Jesus if Jesus wasn't really raised from the dead. So if you're the kind of air quote Christian that says, "Yeah, I believe Jesus died whatever. I don't know about the whole resurrection thing. Like that just kind of sounds crazy to me. I don't know if that maybe that's just a metaphor for him something. I don't know. But if you believe that if you say according to that verse, what verse is that again? 1 Corinthians 15, 17. According to 15, 17, if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, everything we're talking about, everything that we have dedicated our lives to is futile, is in vain, is there's no point. There's no point to it. There's no point in this whole Jesus thing. Jesus' life didn't matter if he wasn't raised from the dead. but he was, but he was raised from the dead and we'll celebrate it next Sunday and looking forward to celebrate next Sunday. Um, I've got, here's a quote by C.S. Lewis. The New Testament writers speak as if Christ's achievement in rising from the dead was the first event of its kind in the whole history of the universe. He is the first fruits, the pioneer of life, he has forced open a door that has been locked since the death of the first man. He has met, fought, and beaten the king of death. Everything is different because he has done so. This is the beginning of the new creation. A new chapter in cosmic history has been opened. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jesus' death. Because Jesus is dead, and Jesus was, when it says he's the first fruits, like Jesus had a, when he's raised from the dead, he had a new body. But it was still a body. And that's that's another thing that separates him from guys like 
like Lazarus and stuff like and he's the first and that's that's what we can look forward to that as Christians we have hope that because he was resurrected one day we will be resurrected and given a new body like him and uh some exciting news about that is he still ate food after he was resurrected so we still get to enjoy food I feel like our new resurrection bodies will be kind of like hey eat all the bacon you want and you're still healthy Thank you for the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) You just had to throw that in. (laughs) I just wanted to throw in, um, I can't remember who it was. I read it. It was either Sprawl or MacArthur, but um, I remember reading um, where they were talking about the resurrection and they were talking about, you know, just like what you just read about the New Testament writers and, you know, their testimony of Jesus, their testimony of um, Jesus' resurrection, and the fact that these men um, would have had the firsthand knowledge of whether this happened or not. Whether they saw Jesus again after he resurrected or whether they didn't. And you see some of them going to be crucified, defending and still proclaiming even to the death that Jesus had risen. And these men would have had that firsthand knowledge and they still went defending that to the death that it was true, that he had risen. And that to me just spoke volumes because it's like you're not going to go to the death to defend something that you know was a lie yeah and it that right there was just a big thing for me as far as just thinking about man that's they went to the death defending christ and defending that christ had risen again and they would have known if anybody would have known it would have been them that he appeared to again yeah, and and even just like you look at guys like Peter. I mean, Peter is he's a fisherman. He's not well educated. He continually st- sticking his foot in his mouth, and then all of a sudden, this dude is preaching to thousands of people, planting churches, leading churches to the point where, like you said, he ends up in Rome being crucified upside down. What? What happened there? You know what happened there? The guy saw somebody die and then talked to that guy a few days later. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what changes people. That's what is it's the resurrection. So enjoy your Easter. Um, spend time with family, but also just think, dwell on what Jesus has done on the resurrection. And guys, let's, let's celebrate. I just want to encourage, if you're listening to this, like celebrate Jesus raising from the dead um, and, and celebrate it this, this Sunday. Unless you're listening to this after Easter, then um, you need to subscribe to us so it downloads as soon as it comes out. Catch y'all next time. A sinless sacrifice that God above can truly save Lord Jesus Christ, our only chance, our only hope. Eternal life, God, you drowned it, boy, better grab that rope.
Better touch his garment, better grab his robe. Confess, repent, believe, before your heart gets cold. Don't trust the world's lies, you gotta sever that root. Control, alt, delete, reboot, now believe the truth. Hit him with the truth, hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth, hit him with the truth.